Hello everybody, welcome back to Talking in the Rain. I realize I haven't been introducing myself, so hello, I am your host and producer Saira Unju. Today my background is from the ballet Paquita, it's Variation 6 Andante, and my guest is Stephanie Davis. Stephanie is an actor, singer, and dancer based in Vancouver, and is currently playing Mama Pig in Carousel Theatre's production of Styles and Drew's The Three Little Pigs. You can catch her and the rest of the amazing cast at Waterfront Theatre until December 30th. Um, today, Stephanie and I talk about, well, The Three Little Pigs, naturally, her role as Mama Pig. And afterwards, we get into her experience playing Killer Queen in We Will Rock You this past summer. Um, working with the same people versus a different cast, auditioning and hearing no's. We get into fat representation in theater and film and a little bit more. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me. I will get right into it. So I feel like everyone will probably know what The Little Three Pigs is about. But would you still like to give us a quick rundown of what the story is and what your character as the mama pig entails? Yeah, so uh, this is the classic story of the three little pigs. Um, it's really a story about family and coming together and putting each other first. And it's a story of morality almost. It goes through the motions of the mother pig and her three pigs at home. And she's encouraging them to go out into the world and, you know, grow up and learn about themselves and become independent. Um, their father uh, was killed by the big bad wolf over a year ago, um, just to kind of give you a time reference. Um, and so the three little pigs set out and they each have their own idea of what um, constitutes a good foundation for a home, obviously straw, sticks and bricks. And the big bad wolf, um, who everyone believed to have moved on to better pastures, um, in fact, is still in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and he's very excited uh, to, to, to see the three little pigs um, out under uh, away from protection of the mom. And he pays them each a visit. And you see this sibling rival rivalry really um, between the siblings and they all have their own ideas and they all want to do it by themselves. But in the end, um, it takes a village and they come together and they uh, defeat the big bad wolf. And it ends with um, the mom kind of being kidnapped by the big bad wolf. And he's trying to use her as bait to get them to come out of the brick house. Um, and it doesn't work out in the wolf's favor. And it ends with a big old happy family knowing that they all need to be there for each other. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love a happy ending. We love a happy ending. Yeah. Um, and Carousel Theatre is, is, is well known for taking these classic fairy tales and, and stories and making them more magical um, than, than one could have imagined from just, you know, a paperback book. Um, 
just seeing all these characters and bringing them to life is a, a privilege for us as actors, but B it's so important to show children the power of imagination um, Mm. at such a young age. And mama pig is a lady who's been doing it by herself for a year. She's a little tired. Yeah. I think she understands that her children need a little nudge out the door so that they can learn some big lessons by themselves. Certainly not trying to kick them out and send them into danger, but Mm. um, there comes a time where piglets need to grow into pigs. True. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And um, well, the Chicago Tribune says that this musical was a, a fresh twist on a classic tale. Um, what do you think makes it that way? So I feel in the last, at least for me in the last 10, 15 years, especially with um, companies like Pixar and, and certainly Disney, but Pixar specifically, they're taking children's stories and they're they're not dumbing down anything for the kids. And in fact, there's a lot of layered humor in a lot of modern story tales and, and animated movies that's just for the parents. I personally <laughs> love going back and watching my favorite Pixar movies and finding humor that I didn't know was there before because I hadn't learned those lessons yet in my life mm-hmm. or I didn't pick up on it. And there's definitely something for everybody in this show. The parents are going to get some good chuckles and the children will be none the wiser. But also we live in a world where all the content out there for kids is also not sugarcoated and, and not trying to hide the realities of the world. And I think there's certain liberties in the writing of this show um, that are a little cheeky and the music's very adorable. It's very cute, but it's also, mm-hmm. it also has some inspirations that are um, a little more mature than, than normal children's musicals. Like the big bed wolf has this Elvis thing going on. And it, oh. it's, it's very clear when you listen to the big bed wolf songs yeah. that there is some Elvis inspiration and the yeah. mama pig is definitely a diva. She gets this whole Whitney moment at the beginning of the show and it comes out of nowhere and it's a little, you know, I feel like everyone's going to be like, you didn't need to go that hard at 10 a.m. But yeah, we do. Right no, off the bat. Yeah, you definitely need to go that hard at 10 a.m. You need to go that hard at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's a pleasure um, to, to sing this show because it's, it's, it's witty and it's catchy, but it also has some cool... Uh, inspirations and and themes that I can listen to and hear throughout the show from from other popular uh musicians throughout the ages so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah interesting and um talking about how there's a little something for the parents as well as the children so the musical is suitable for for children age three and up but all audiences are welcome And so, first of all, (laughs) say they're, you know, friends of the cast who wants to go support their friends as they want to do, but they kind of, you know, feel awkward because they don't have a child to bring with them. (laughs) What would you say to people who would want to go 
see you or the whole cast or the show um but Don't just have kinda, to wrangle <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's the courage they need to, to give them you know okay well, I would say to them um this is my third carousel show mm-hmm. and some of my friends who have come out purely to support me as their mm-hmm. friend have said that they've had some of the best times coming to see carousel shows mm-hmm. because there is always a lesson or humor or something in it for the adults that they'll get on a, on a deeper level, obviously, mm-hmm. but it, it's real. They put out great shows. I remember seeing um, before I had worked for the company, um, their production of James and the giant peach mm-hmm. years ago, which is also a musical. And I mean, I also knew a lot of the cast members and, you know, they were all fantastic actors, but seeing these professionals tell these stories and watching the absolute joy and and minds blown of the audience you're surrounded by kids you will not feel like you 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 missed out on bringing a, a nephew or a niece or <laughs> yeah. a younger sibling or borrowing your friend's kid you mm-hmm. won't miss out because the room is 99% filled with kids and mm-hmm. listening to the kids watch the show is my favorite thing to do because kids have no filter. Kids yeah. will yell at whatever is coming to their mind. Usually carousel shows have somewhat of a bit of an interactive and an immersive moment in the show mm-hmm. where they give the kids permission to, to, to break that fourth wall and to talk mm-hmm. with the actors for a second. And the big bad wolf has a moment in the show where he, does that mm-hmm. and the a the things that come out of young kids mouth are like it's gold it's, it's so <laughs> funny. I've been on stage at a carousel show I've been in the middle of a show and someone's just yelled out something ridiculous and we have a chuckle the parents have a chuckle the teachers have a chuckle and then we move on and it's it's quite it's it's quite pure and it's quite heartwarming so a, especially for a show like this that has some darker themes mm-hmm. and that does play into a little bit more of a mature humor, I would say come, mm-hmm. especially if, if you're really worried about the amount of children, I'd say the 7 p.m. Friday shows are probably your best bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if, if you didn't want to be surrounded by screaming five-year-old <laughs> and screaming in the best way, screaming out of pure yeah. happiness, um, then yeah, I would say do not fear. You mm-hmm. will be entertained and you will forget the fact that you are you know by yourself or with another adult yeah Yeah, that sounds yeah that makes me want to go and I um I well I obviously would love to go see every single show in Vancouver but naturally when I see that it's geared towards children I'm more like uh maybe I can pass up on this one but you know I I want to go now (laughs) it's a good time and I usually uh, traditionally carousel uh, shows also have a talk back at the end oh, and it's nice. an opportunity um, to ask or to, to, to let a few kids ask some questions mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll all introduce ourselves over the, after the show. And it's only a five, 10 minute. It's not very long, mm-hmm. um, especially because the show is only 45 minutes. You're in and out of there in under an hour, really. Mm-hmm. And the kids will ask some of the, most hilarious best questions and some of them actually have to do with the show you know asking technical questions about the show asking Mm -hmm. about our characters asking 
how some of the magic happens in the show. And then some of them are also just, you know, them wanting to tell us a fun fact about themselves. Oh, yeah. It is, it is so funny, but also so heartwarming and, and full, makes me full of joy. It's my favorite thing. So I yeah. think the price of the ticket is worth the admission alone based on the talk back at the end. That sounds so funny. And children are just funny without realizing it's the best thing. They're so funny. We're so, yeah. we're so honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all right. So as someone who has worked in both shows that target younger audiences, because you said you worked with Carousel before, and you worked in shows that target older audiences as well, like you did Cabaret, or I guess We Will Rock You could count as one. Um, would you? What would you say are the, the biggest differences when it comes to your job as the actor? I would say that it's a different kind of specificity and it's a different kind of uh of sharing and storytelling mm -hmm. in the sense that kids a don't need anything to be over the top and disingenuous in mm -hmm. fact they can pick up on that real quick mm -hmm. um and it's just inviting them in in a very intentional way that that allows you to really hone in and receive and give that energy back and forth. Mm -hmm. Whereas sometimes in other, in other stories we tell, it's a little bit different. This, this show has a, has an element of pantomime in it almost, okay. but is very interactive and does have that back and forth with the audience. There's a lot of, there's a lot of asides to the audience. We're letting them in on the joke. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say with, with children's theater versus, non-children's theater I wouldn't say there's too many differences it's just a different kind of um specificity that you need to use and a different kind of um animation in mm -hmm. your body and with your with your words and with your with your facial expressions yeah. that, that lend themselves better to that style of acting but yeah hmm. okay interesting yeah I would have thought there would be more differences because the audiences are so different But yeah, that's interesting. And okay, so I would love to talk a little about We Will Rock You because that was what, a couple months ago. I want to say two, three months ago. Uh, you were Killer Queen in um, for yeah Theater Under the Stars. I saw it with a friend on opening night. And so I just, you know, I really want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah before I start fangirling over you I wanna uh, I have a question because I saw on the cast list for um uh for this project at carousel you have a ca castmate that you had for we will rock you Tanner and so I have I guess I want to say two questions related to that. So Vancouver is a rather small city compared to other cities that have an active theater scene. And I feel like it must not be too surprising when you're working on a different project with the same people. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Or do you generally like work with different people in different projects? I would say that no project is identical in terms of its cast list, but mm -hmm. I've worked with a lot of people several times over my career. 
Uh, Tanner is a good example. Mm -hmm. Him and I did We Will Rock You this summer. He's fantastic. He's a recent Studio Feed uh, 58 grad mm -hmm. and he's definitely an upper cover and he's just a delight to work with. I'm really happy. Mm -hmm. um, him and I found out that we were doing this show while we were doing We Will Rock You together. Oh, and really? so we both got to, yeah, we both had to have a uh, a lovely moment uh, in the summertime before one of the shows where we both kind of found, found out and we were both so excited. And then actually Kamyar, who plays the big bad wolf, he also did um, Tuts this summer, but he was in Something Rotten. Oh, okay. Yeah, he played Nick Bottom in Something Rotten. Yeah. And then just to show you some of the other overlaps, Kamyar and I did Tuts together, but in opposite shows. So we didn't actually work in the same show. Mm -hmm. But then Kamyar and I did Cabaret together in between Tuts. And now Kamyar and I are doing this this show so we've kind of had identical um years for the better part oh, wow. based on our contracts um so there is a lot of overlap um in this show specifically um I've I've worked with Tanner and I've worked with Kamiar but I haven't I hadn't worked with Frankie or Angela but mm -hmm. everyone kind of knows each other it's a small city you're right mm -hmm. um I would say that there is a lot of theater that goes on in the city a lot of great theater that goes on in the city mm -hmm. um I I, I think that actually falls more so on the city itself having other priorities. It's a very mm -hmm. active city. It's a very sports driven city. Um, but there is a lot of great theater that goes on in the city and there's a lot of beautiful work and a lot of talent, um, both from an acting standpoint and a creative standpoint in terms of theater. Yeah. Um, but, but the, the interest needs to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of actors that live in Vancouver, we work as much as we can here. And this year I've been very grateful and very lucky to have had the opportunities I've had. Um, mm -hmm. But you need to be flexible and you need to be able to, to relocate and to and to take contracts outside of town in order to fill up your year. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And do you think, you know, getting to work with well, not really getting to work with <laughs> I'll rephrase. Do you think I'm sharing the stage with the same person multiple times uh, ends up producing a better end result or makes it easier? I mean, I have worked with, on We Will Rock You, I had, mm -hmm. I don't think I had worked with anyone in that show mm -hmm. besides um, one actress um, ever before. Mm -hmm. And it, that was a great experience getting to know people and getting to develop those relationships that do carry through onto your onstage energy and, and, and interactions. The last show I did cabaret, I had worked with um, the majority of the cast and at least had, had outside of work relationships and friendships with those people. And I, I don't think it makes it better or worse, but it just yeah. makes you more comfortable Okay. And there are actors and, 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 and folks that I've worked with before, both from um, a creative team and from a, an onstage acting colleague um, in the past, that every time, you know, we get an opportunity to work with each other again, we're so excited because, because working together is both fun, but mm -hmm. also there's been that trust that's been built. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you, you develop trust with actors on stage a to 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 be comfortable and to give ourselves permission to tell stories and to go to places that are maybe maybe more or less difficult than others but also i believe that it makes for sometimes um 
better, not better theater, but sometimes, sometimes it can make for a more um, intimate relationship on stage. If you, if yeah. you have that friendship and that intimacy off stage of having worked with one another. So yes and no, but it's certainly fun getting to work um, with people you've worked with before. Kamyar and I did, uh, I think this is our fourth production together oh in the span God. of the 10 years I've known him. We, we actually were in a Tuts show 10 years ago. It was Titanic, the musical. And oh that was, yeah, that was, that was a show that really stuck in our hearts as being a really beautiful experience. And mm-hmm. we've done, we did another show a few years ago and now this year, two shows back to back. So yeah. That's very fun. <laughs> and so I'm assuming it's not always positive experience with working with the same people. Uh, have you ever had where I'm not asking you to name any names? Where <laughs> the tea. No. <laughs> you see like a name of a castmate and you're like, oh, not again. <laughs> I wouldn't phrase it like that. I would say mm-hmm. I would. You know what? We're all human beings. Mm-hmm. We all grow as the years go by and I would say that you know there's definitely been contracts that I've worked on that have had more uh, it's taken more effort to get the the machine running Mm -hmm. and others that felt um more natural and more easy but I wouldn't say that that every actor has like a a a little black book of names they (laughs) you know what I mean um there's people that I've um that I've worked with that I have overjoyed when I see their name on the cast list, mm-hmm. but um, it's a small community. Yeah. And I think, especially in the last few years, more than ever, um, there's just been this wave of, of being kind and, and, and the true importance of, of supporting other people as well as your own self and, and, and knowing that just because somebody else's journey is different than yours doesn't mean that your journey is not uh, worthy or successful or, yeah. or on the right track. So, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's a great answer. <laughs> um, okay. So going back to, to, we will rock you a little bit, if that's all right with you. Um, <laughs> the show was great. Everyone in the cast was amazing. We had so much fun. Um, but you stole our hearts as the killer queen. As soon as you stepped off stage, we were like, you know what? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I kind of want to know more about your journey and becoming the queen and making the character as iconic as you, you know, as you did. So what, what are the main characteristics do you think the killer queen has? And did you feel like you, as your own person, shared any of it with her? Yeah, I mean, playing Killer Queen this summer um, is going to probably be one of those roles that I um, reflect on a lot mm-hmm. in, my, in my life. Um, a, from a vocal standpoint, mm-hmm. having that freedom to just go and, and make those songs my own and mm-hmm. really get to touch all points of my vocal range on stage Mm -hmm. and share that with audiences every night um, was a true privilege. And I have had my eye on that role for quite a few years. Um, That show hasn't been done in Vancouver before. 
Yeah. Honestly, when I saw the audition posting come out, I gasped because I thought, <laughs> she's here. She's come. The queen has arrived. Um, <laughs> I, I, I knew, I, I knew, I knew that I needed to audition for that part. And Killer Queen's just a lady trying to do her job um, yeah. in the world that we that we live in in that show on the iPlanet. Um, there's a reason why the Killer Queen has has put all these rules in place and gotten the iPlanet to where it was, mm-hmm. and it's because there was too much danger with allowing people to have their freedom of speech mm-hmm. and free will and all these things that caused a lot of problems for the planet and yeah. things were going amok. And she said, Hey everyone, if you can't do this on your own, I'm going to have to tell you how to do it. So I was really annoyed when all these little bohemians came around and tried to ruin my plans, but she's just, and she's also half human and half pixelated, right? She is a video game character that was transformed and morphed into a half cyber and half human being Mm -hmm. and she got to program and select the human parts that she wanted to have in this updated version of herself and as a as a plus-size woman I don't I, I I don't see many people getting to play these complete confident you know owning every part of you characters on stage that really celebrate c- celebrate that yeah and it was an honor to have to be that representation for people on stage and to be like hey look Vancouver hey look world hey look everyone here I am a plus-size woman and I'm singing my face off but also <laughs> I'm owning like every single part of me on stage and I'm commanding that presence because I'm powerful and because I'm the freaking queen so yeah. yeah it was uh it was uh yeah I could go on it was it was, uh, <laughs> it was a real pleasure um yeah it was a real pleasure I hope that I get to collide with that part again in my travels that would be mm-hmm. that would be a dream <laughs> yeah that'd be it would be great to to see you as as killer queen again too um and you so you mentioned that you had your eye on that show for a while and so naturally when the when it was announced you were excited to audition um when you're auditioning for shows that you're that you're really passionate about and that you really want to get um how do you prepare yourself in case of rejection (laughs) you don't (laughs) this industry is you know you see you see some yeses and you see some no's and I'm, you know, 10 years out of theater school now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen more no's uh, and more next times as any actor has. Mm-hmm. And I've seen those yeses. And when the yeses come in, you, you, it just, it, it's the best feeling, obviously. Yeah. But as an actor, you have to prepare yourself for, for not getting the job. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not always, it's, it's not always a simple, you weren't the best or, you couldn't do the part or you it's you were wearing the wrong colored shirt it's not always that Mm -hmm. simple sometimes it is just you know a different vision and this whole like like oh she got it and she would have gotten it and then she would have got it third that that just pits people against each other and really it's just about what the creative team 
sees for their vision for their show and the the kind of actor that they want to tell that story for that specific show it has nothing to do with someone being worse or better and so going into that audition going into any audition you know you you have to be prepared for the no um because the no's the no's happen right yeah and you know of course there's roles that you get excited about um when KQ came around I was like okay I really want this part Mm -hmm. um and I'm just going to allow myself to go into that room and be myself yeah my most successful auditions are what are the auditions that I just remind myself before I go in like hey it's all good they just they just want to see you and they just want you to do a good job yeah. regardless if you get cast or not if you walk into that room and can put forward your most genuine self regardless if you hit the note perfect or not that's that's what it's about so mm-hmm. yes I would have been very sad to miss out on an opportunity to play killer queen but I also you know have to know that that's that's what comes with being in this profession we are constantly on job interviews whether for theater or for film so there is, you know, there, there, is, there are those moments where you're, you're really sad that you lose out on a part that you really, really wanted and you really worked hard for in the audition, but you have to, you have to be able to move on. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some of them are harder than others, but I would say that it is not as easy always to remind yourself that, but reminding yourself that your journey is your journey. And sometimes your journey is where you want it to be. And sometimes it's way over there and you're not over there looking at it. But uh, yeah, I would I would say that. Yeah, yeah. I hear I have a couple actor friends, and they're always talking about how the job is mostly auditioning and getting no's instead of actually doing the acting. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very difficult. So I, I admire you for being able to to persevere. For perseverance is the best word. Um, if you can persevere, and if you have the backbone. Um, and the thick skin to not let it get you down every time you hear a no. And if you're supposed to do this and you know that you're supposed to do this, regardless of how many no's you receive, then mm-hmm. you're probably supposed to do it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And as someone who works in both theater and you mentioned that um, you do film too, I have a couple questions. So I feel like most theater actors also work in in film or tv but it really kind of depends on the person why they do it some people really want to work for screen they wanted to do screen work some people kind of do it because theater doesn't pay as much unfortunately um so i want to ask your point of view in doing both theater and film film is definitely a different kind of acting Mm -hmm. that it's um it's more it's it, it's more compact it's more focused in and it's not as it's not as large and and animated not that you can't make big choices for film acting but it is a different more subtle work yeah um, and uh, as someone who you know does does both um i would say that if i could perform for the rest of my life and and what whatever that be Mm-hmm. Whether it be just strictly theater or, or be a mixture of both, I'm 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 happy with that. Film and TV for me as a plus size woman has always been I've 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 had a different relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, plus size the meaning plus size in film and TV doesn't mean plus size. 
doesn't mm-hmm. reflect um, properly plus size people um, yeah. and, and the the spectrum of plus sizes in within the plus size realm. As someone who has always been plus size, um, I, I've never seen that representation on film as much as I have wanted to see. And so for me, my one kind of holdback with film is is the fact that I, I've never really believed that there's been space for me mm-hmm. and that the types of characters and the types of roles that I've auditioned for are, are never the same kind of opportunities uh, to tell the same kinds of stories as straight-sized humans mm-hmm. get to. So that's my one thing with film that I... Um, that I kind of have a hang up on. Yeah. But that being said, I've 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 done film and TV. I've done I've I've I just uh, shot a commercial this summer um, for Kim Crawford Prosecco. Um, it's always so random, like the, the auditions you get for different companies and stuff like that. And I, you know, you 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 take it when you get it, obviously, because you're right. There is a difference in terms of the pay scale for film versus theater but mm-hmm. that being said um do I want to work more in film absolutely but it's gonna be you know it, it's gonna depend on the kinds of opportunities that come my way as a plus size woman yeah um, it's 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 unfortunately for film and tv um more often than not nothing to do with your acting of capability yeah. um I'm more than capable of acting in film it's 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 more so what kind of people are they looking for and why yeah. Yeah. It's very unfortunate how film and TV doesn't seem to, as you mentioned, have the space for, or it makes you feel like they don't have the space for plus size actors when, you know, straight size actors and plus size actors, they're, I mean, it really depends on the the level of acting and how good at their job they are, right? Has nothing to do with someone's size, whether or not they can do the role. And also having people write stories for people of different sizes um, yeah. that don't center around their size. Yeah, that's um, you know, yeah, which is which is uh, unfortunately some things I I, I some I, I come across that sometimes where a part is written for a fat person and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it the only reason the fat person is there to be is to be the fat person yeah as much fun as seeing that breakdown come across my email Mm -hmm. um, it's because I am more than capable of telling a story that has nothing to do with my size and it's just it's it's unfortunately not quite there yet but I think that film and tv uh, and theater and the world is uh, swinging in a direction that's allowing for other kinds of stories to be told by all sorts of different types of people Mm -hmm. and, and, and diversifying the people writing the stories, the people casting the stories, the people telling the stories, the people creating for the stories. So hopefully that, you know, keeps, hopefully that train keeps going in that direction. That would be wonderful. Um, But I don't believe it's where it should be right now. No, definitely not. But it, it, I, it is, getting somewhat better I mean when you look at some of the the movies from especially the early 2000s there are if if there is a fat character their only whole personality is just to be fat yeah there's nothing or the, else. Yeah. Or the brunt of a joke yeah 
or yeah, it's 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 which is which is uh, messed up. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, seeing that as a chubby little girl growing up, I was yeah. I, I I didn't. I, I didn't have those examples yeah. to, to make me quite certain that, you know, I, I could, I could be in, in movies and in television and it's not like my confidence in my um, self assuredness mm-hmm. of, of my size has always come easy, but playing parts like the killer queen and a kick cat girl in cabaret and some of these parts that, um, that allow for that representation to be on stage. And even if one person comes up to me after the show and, and tells me how much it meant to see someone like me on stage, it just, you know, it, it, yeah. that's worth it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And um, this is going to be an abrupt transition because I don't know how, how to, so this abrupt is, it. go for yeah. it. Abrupt so, away. Abrupt away. <laughs> Besides acting, you also sing. <laughs> I feel like anyone uh, who knows that you work in musical theater can gather that you also sing, but you perform. Um, I saw, I did a little, I browsed through your Instagram, <laughs> saw that you were performed at Guilt & Co. recently. Um, so when you do sing, when you perform, do you do mostly covers? Do you make your own music? What do you perform? Um, historically, I've only done covers. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a part of some, you know, creative exploration with friends uh, writing music. Um, currently, I'm, I'm putting more time and energy into writing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's something I've, I've always wanted to make time for, and uh, I'm allowing myself the time to do that now. Yeah. Um, but I've, I, I, I've historically done covers and my thing too is, is singing at Guild & Co, which is one of my favorite venues to sing at in the whole city is that it's not really uh, restricted to a certain style or a certain genre in terms of the music that um, I get to sing there. Mm-hmm. And when I do my solo shows, I, it's an open book for me. I can, I can, I can do whatever I please in terms of in terms of repertoire and what I feel like singing and then there's of course shows where you show up and it's more of a RB and soul night or more of a pop night um I trained in vocal jazz that was my first experience training as a vocalist Mm -hmm. uh when I was much younger (laughs) and uh I I certainly have a, a sweet spot in my soul for classical jazz music that's where I feel um my my roots are in terms of uh, being a singer but I uh I do love singing um as much as I possibly can Mm -hmm. and certainly between theater contracts and film and tv auditions I have a couple different solo shows um that I put up at different venues uh throughout the year yeah and how can people find out about these shows I'll always post them on my Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, because this year has been back to back to back to for theater, which I'm again very grateful, very yeah. privileged, very thank you, theater gods, for uh, for blessing me with such a good year um, yeah. in terms of theater. I've been a little I've been a little busy, mm-hmm. um, but I'm excited to be um, starting to schedule in some shows in the new year, mm-hmm. um, and those will all be on my Instagram. And what is your Instagram? It's 
uh, like it's an influencer moment for me here. I'm so awful at technology. I think I've logged into my Twitter once in five years. It's not good. Um, but I, uh, my Instagram, I use my Instagram a lot to communicate shows and stuff like that. But my Instagram is at Steph, which is spelled S-T-E-F-F with an F-F. So if I spell the whole thing out, S-T-E-F-F-W-I-T-H-A-N-F-F. Um, yeah, that's my Instagram. My name is spelled Stephanie with two Fs, and so I yeah, and I I I don't know why I thought that was a clever way of doing it, uh, but that that's... No, but that makes a lot of sense because <laughs> when I found your Instagram, I was like Steph with Anth. I was I wonder what Anth means. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's yeah. it's, uh, it's Steph with an FF, and it's I think I don't know why. Oh, you know what? It, first day of theater school, two thousand and nine. I was sitting in the circle and we were all going around the room introducing ourselves. Um, and I, uh, <laughs> I believe I said, my name's Stephanie with two Fs. And my, <laughs> teacher, my, my teacher uh, at the time <laughs> just referred to me as Stephanie with two Fs for the rest of my entire theater school existence. And then it turned into Steph with two Fs and then yeah. Stephanie with two Fs and then he just kind of like rambled on. But he, he always called me Stephanie with two Fs. Like for the <laughs> That was the first thing that came out of my mouth when I met him. And so uh, that's kind of just stuck. But also, yeah. you know, it, we're at a time, it's 2022, spell people's names right, friends. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm not a PH lady, I'm an FF. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's so funny, though. I relate to that because anytime someone asks me what my name is, I'm always like, oh, it's Sarah with two R's. And they're like, why? <laughs> okay. So we're both, we both got two. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Two R's, two F's. I like it. We get each other. We get each other. My mom just said, I don't want to spell your name right. I want you to have a s- problems for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, no. I think she was a, she's a phonetic lady. She spelled it how it, she yeah. said how it sounded, but uh, that's funny. It makes you stand out from the crowd. You know what? Yeah. I like my, I like my name. I like my two F's. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So unfortunately, <laughs> we are at the end of this interview, even though I would love to talk to you more. I hope you can come on the, the podcast again. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, so before we go, would you like to remind everyone where and when they can see you as Mama Pig? Uh, and yeah, you already gave your Instagram. They can find you. <laughs> yeah, Um Come see our production of Style and Drew's Three Little Pigs at Carousel Theater on Granville Island from December 2nd to December 30th. We perform five days a week. And on Friday nights, we have a seven o'clock show for the adults that are terrified of being a part of a gaggle of school kids. Um, it's a really, it's a really precious show. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's a little cheeky, and by a little, I mean a lot. Um, <laughs> and it's got some darker themes that I think young audiences are are ready for. And I'm very, very excited uh, to be playing the diva herself that is Mama Pig. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for you, and I I think I'm gonna go check it out myself. I just need to gather some some friends because I want everyone to enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, thank you again so much. I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk to me. It was wonderful. 
So lovely to talk to you.